Hello and welcome back guys to Athletistry Valley Evolution. My name is Shane Werthner and I'm super excited to be back here today talking to you about another lesson that I think will help you to evolve as humans, as dancers, and as artists in the best way possible. Today we're going to be talking about failure and how failures can impact your life. Not necessarily in a negative way. Sometimes we have to learn from those failures, move on, and help them to bring us to that level that will help us to succeed. So today I'm going to tell you a little story and then I'm going to tell you how I think this can help you, how this can improve your life, and then what you can get out of this uh, going forward for yourselves that when things are not going 100%, how you can make that into a positive and how you can turn around your negative language that you might use with yourselves to then take you to that next level to help you progress. So here's my story. Uh, a couple months ago, there was uh, an opportunity that arose here in Brisbane with the retirement of uh, the director here at the Queensland Ballet in Australia. And I uh, decided that I would put my name in the hat to uh, apply for the position. Now I'm still quite young, I'm, I'm only just 36. Uh, I've, you know, I haven't necessarily had the long life experience that a lot of directors have had, although it is something that I'm seeing a lot in the industry at the moment, that younger people are applying for director positions and being very successful. So I thought, you know what, it's time to put myself out there just, just to see what happens, just to go through the process of learning about company structures, about uh, how an artistic director would work, what budgeting is like, what um, you know, finding funding is like, all of that stuff, to, to put myself in a position where I'm not just on the outside, but I'm learning about the industry that I love so much from the top level position. Plus, I also think it's important um, to, to challenge myself. Something I've always done and uh, a mantra that I've always lived by is that when uh, an opportunity arises, you say yes, and then you figure out how to do it after the fact. So a lot of the times in my life, I've had situations that have come up where uh, a role has, has give, been given to me uh, last minute because someone's gotten injured. And instead of saying, no, I don't think I can pull that off, I say yes, and then I figure out a way to get into it and make it happen. So this was one of those opportunities where I thought it would have been uh, just crazy on my part if I didn't take that yes and go, okay, let's, let's make a, a proposition. Let's see what we can do here with this, with this process. So I put together a proposal. Uh, I got some of my, my um, connections together. I had a, a senator and, and one of my, my uh, choreographic colleagues uh, write letters of proposal. I wrote a cover letter. I put my resume together. I submitted it. I was really excited. I even spoke with the HR department. We had this back and forth. And then I was informed last week that I was not successful. So, you know, did it burn? Absolutely. Was I, you know, was I upset at the fact that I was not uh, given the opportunity for an interview, that I didn't go any farther than that? 100%. Does that happen? Yes, it does. And this is a role, obviously, that is something that is very important for the organization, that they have the responsibility, obviously, to choose the best person for that place. And if I was not that person, that's perfectly fine. Now, what do we learn from this, guys? Because this is also something that I think happens a lot in our dance careers, where we may have an idea of what is right for us from a, a company perspective, where we want to dance, who we want to dance for, the repertoire that we want to dance. Maybe even we have a dream company in our minds that we have wanted to be a part of our entire lives that uh, we apply for and we don't get the job. That happens all the time. Or maybe a school, you know, maybe, maybe a student is applying to a, uh, be a part of a ballet school and uh, they, they go in, they do the audition and they don't get an offer. 
or they get an offer, but it's too expensive, or maybe they get waitlisted, right? And so all of those things are little disappointments that potentially influence and affect us as human beings. And if you deal with enough rejection in your life, you start to almost believe that you're not worthy, right? Like you start to think, okay, this person doesn't like me. That means I must not be good enough. And that's, you know, couldn't be farther from the truth. So realistically, what rejection is when someone is saying no, it's not that you're not good enough. It's not that you are not even qualified for the position. It's that you don't fit what they're looking for. So it says more about the person who is looking at you than it does about you. Yeah, it's the lens through which you're being judged. And what this can do sometimes, and what I see oftentimes now with students, and I can recognize it in myself as well because I've just gone through a period of rejection, that these are things that we have to figure out how to approach from a productive standpoint. So instead of going at it and saying, oh, I'm not good enough. Uh, I don't think I can you know, take on a role like that. I wasn't prepared. I didn't put the work in. I haven't had the experience. We can say, okay, how can I get that experience? How can I become more prepared? What skills do I need in order to be there the next time something like this comes along? Or in the relation to dance, if I'm unable to do five pirouettes right now, how much do I need to improve my balance? What do I need to be able to do to get stronger in my turns? Is my preparation there? Do I know how to do this turn? Have I learned the basics, the fundamentals to be able to do that? And so what we can do, and this is something where I think as a transferable skill within dance, from dance to something else, and why dance training is so important and how um, you can take, even if, for example, you don't become a professional ballet dancer, you can take what you learn in your dance training and transfer that into other areas of life, okay? So one of the things that I will often say to my students when they come into class, and I give them a combination, and I can see that they're a little bit hesitant about it, or maybe they don't think that they can do it, and they try, but they get in there and, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not good enough. And so they, it's almost like they give up on themselves before they've even gotten far enough to, to give it a go. And what happens is, in that moment that they give up, they're training their brain to give up on themselves. So they are, they are developing that mindset that before they even get to a point where they put the work in and they've struggled for long enough to, to say, yes, this is probably not going to work out, they give up on that process before it's even gotten there. And I see this all the time. I see students who will stop the combination and walk off. I'll see students who will change the work that is given to them because, oh, this feels too hard or it's too fast or I don't feel like I'm strong enough. And they'll change what they're doing so that they feel more comfortable in that moment. And that's a human, human condition, right? Like we will always try to find the more comfortable process. We will always try to find the place where we feel the most qualified or the most um, uh, developed and, and able to take on whatever it is that we are uh, believing that we can do. And it's that self-belief, right? It's that, it's that confidence in ourselves. It's that, that um, realization that yes, we, we can do that thing or or in our minds, oh no, I'm not good enough for that. I don't have the, the qualifications. I don't have the strength. I don't have the experience, okay? But how do we get that experience? And that's my question. How do we get that experience? And the way that we get the experience, this is, this is what I have learned in my life. The way that we get the experience to get to that next level, to be able to do more turns, to be able to jump higher, to be able to do tricks that we've never done before, to be able to take on roles that we've never danced, to be able to go from dancing quarter ballet to soloist to principal, we have to go through a process of doing things poorly, doing things where it almost feels like we're failing, doing things that don't look perfect the first time out, 
doing things that are not 100% the best that they can be. Because in that process, what we do is we learn something. And this is what you can do. You can take this opportunity of failure to learn, or you can take the opportunity of failure to say, I'm not good enough, I can't do it, I won't be successful, I won't make it, okay? So what am I doing? I'm taking my current situation where I did not receive uh, a further look into this opportunity of becoming Queensland Ballet's artistic director, and I'm saying there are things that potentially I don't know yet. There are skills that I maybe haven't gained yet. There are things that I should learn uh, throughout my life that maybe I haven't learned yet, right? Uh, maybe there are skill sets that I don't have because of uh, opportunities that I haven't been able to experience or failures that I haven't been able to receive yet. It's, a, it's possible that this was the failure I needed so that maybe the next time, and maybe not even for Queensland Ballet, perhaps for another company, perhaps for a school, perhaps for a business that I will build in the future, that I have learned now about company structures. I've learned now about how um, the, the repertoire is developed. I've learned now about uh, what is expected of a company director through the requirements that were sent to me when I applied. And so all of these things have led to a further understanding of my current situation that the next time something like this comes up or even with my next endeavors, I can ask the question, well, what do I need to know that I still don't know? And who do I need to reach out to in order to learn those things? And what experiences do I need to have? And how do I need to approach them in order to go through the learning and the, the small mini failures in order to get there, right? The big failure obviously was that I didn't get the job. Now I have to learn all the little things necessary if I want to progress to that point, okay? And so what does that mean for a dancer? Let's say, let's take, you know, the fuetes, for example. And this is a, this is a good one because I often find that, that a lot of, uh, young dancers want to learn how to do fuetes. And they don't just want to do one fuete and finish. They want to do 16 fuetes or 32 fuetes or 64 fuetes. And they want to do them consistently and very well. Um, almost instantaneously, it's like they want to go from never being able to do it to being able to do it like a principal dancer who's been doing it for 20 years. And so what I will often say to them is break it down into smaller parts. If you can do one fuete and finish, go to two. If you can do two fuetes and finish, go to three. If you can do three fuetes and finish, go to four. And eventually they'll hit a wall, they'll hit a plateau. And I remember being in a coaching program where we were talking about plateaus and the process of going from one plateau to the next. If you have this set of plateaus and you've been going up and up and up and up and up and now you've hit a point where you can't go any farther, the discussion was not around staying at that plateau and just continuing up. It's not like you're gonna have a little nice little curve to continue to climb from one plateau to the next. Sometimes you have to make a leap. And in that leap, you might fall short. You might fall back down to the ledge you were on. You might fall farther back down. You might lose something that you gained. You know, if you really push yourself past your, your comfort zone, you might hurt yourself. You know, there might be something that actually uh, removes an opportunity in the short term. But what you can do in that learning process is you can take that and say, okay, now I know from this first experience that that didn't work, that that was too much. The next time I go in, I can be smarter. I can take this at a different process. I can look at it and say, this is not the way that I need to approach it. I'm going to go differently. And then you can ask yourself the question. Now guys, questions are so important. And I think even as a coach, it's important to ask your students these questions. Because if you don't ask the question of the student, they'll never learn to ask it for themselves. 
what I think is really uh, a key to a good coach is first of all, being able to tell stories. So being able to relate the experience and the learnings, the, the almost abstract learnings of what is being um, taught to something more concrete that someone will understand. A story that will make them understand the, the moral of what's going on. Uh, uh, an experience that you've had that maybe will ground somebody's understanding in, in that experience. And so then you can say to them, okay, now what would you do differently? How would you approach it? And it can be something as simple as, hey, you're falling to the front in that turn. What can you do differently? And it can be a simple answer too. It could be, hey, okay, I'm falling to the front. Maybe I should try falling backwards. And oftentimes that works. Oftentimes you'll find that that simple answer takes it from being something that didn't work to being something that now is working. And so then you continue and you practice and you find that plateau and you will sit at that plateau until all of the prerequisites, all of the things that you need to learn to get you from one plateau to the next ledge to be able to continue on your journey in an upward forward direction. Those things are going to need to be met. All the prerequisites need to be met. Okay. And so what you have to do is you have to take those, those learnings, you have to ask those questions and you have to find the basic things that you need to do, the, the small little things that you have to do consistently over an extended period of time. And you have to challenge yourself within those parameters. And so if doing pirouettes, if you are comfortable doing eight pirouettes, you don't do eight fuetes consistently, you do 12 and you try to push yourself to do 12 because the goal is 16. Right? And so you're pushing yourself above and beyond. You're pushing yourself above and beyond. You're pushing yourself above and beyond. And suddenly 12 is easy. And now we have to go for 16. So the process is not sitting within the area that you're comfortable. The process is pushing yourself outside your comfort zone just enough that we can grow and develop. And asking yourself the questions in a positive way to formulate how much farther do I need to go to get to the next step? What do I need to learn? How do I get there? And then taking that and doing it. Okay. So the, the, the final, the final element to this process and the reason what uh, the, the number one place where everyone stops is they figure out what it is they need to do. They've answered all their questions and then they don't do it. So for example, you know, a student will, will realize, okay, well, I have to put more energy into my, into my strength training to get stronger legs, or I need to, uh, push myself to do more turns in class, or I need to go uh, in multiple groups instead of just one group to make sure that I'm getting enough stamina. And then they don't do that work. And then they wonder why they're not getting successful. And the number one reason that pops into your brain because of that negativity bias that's stuck in all of us, right? That, that inside little voice that says, no, you're not good enough. No, you can't do this. You're not, you're not adequate. You're not able to take on uh, what you're trying to do. That little voice stops you from action it holds you back. And if you listen to that voice long enough, it wins. It will stop you from getting to that point that you deserve to get to because you put in the work, right? If you do the work, you deserve to get to that point. And so what you have to do is get rid of that voice, ask the questions, find the answers, and then put those answers into practice, whatever that may be for you. And so what I want you guys to go away with and take away from this, this shorter edition of the podcast every week, I'll maybe I'll do a longer one and a shorter one. But this one really is about figuring out what is your biggest challenge right now? What do you want to achieve? If you could achieve one thing between now on October 24th and the end of the year to make the start of 2024 the best year ever, what is the one thing that you want to improve? What is the one uh, outcome that you want to have in the next three months?
And then once you figured that out, you need to ask yourself honestly, what are you missing? What, are you, what do you not have right now? What do you need to get to that next point? What is going to take you from where you are right now to that next point? And then find five things, guys. Find five things that you can do consistently day in, day out, whether it's working on your strength, whether it's working on practicing those turns, whether it's reaching out to people, whether it's making connections, making industry connections, um, finding better teachers, finding better coaches, working with different people, uh, speaking to your friends, to your colleagues, to the people that maybe already know how to do that thing that have little tips and tricks that could help you. And then doing those things consistently day in, day out and tracking that progress. And if you do that and you figure out those things and you ask yourself those questions, those negative voices will start to go away because you know deep down inside that you are actually putting in the work to progress to that point, that you are taking on the actions necessary to get you where you wanna go, and then you will find the answers and you will find the success on how to go from where you are now to where you wanna be. And that's it. So here's what I say. Go out there, guys. Figure out what it is that you wanna do. Figure out how to take those failures because it won't always work. There's gonna be things that don't work initially. There's gonna be stuff that you struggle with. Take those failures, learn from them, learn from what didn't work, apply what will work, and then move forward and progress. Get the fruits of your failures and move on. You've got this. Until next time, guys, this has been Athletistry Ballet Evolution.